yeah, you magnify it because it is a really big deal for you or for anyone to be, have any of the success that you have or any of the opportunities, but it's up to you to create the perception in someone else's mind. What that ends up doing too is like, okay, you show these like features that you've been in, you show that you've been on stages in people's mind, like your price is going up. Yeah. Hey babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months, with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper, if you're anything like me, And let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today to have my friend Aisha here. And I always say that like when I think of like powerhouse women, you just like edify this word to a T for me. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And thank you for the compliment. My name is Aisha Marshall. I am a lot of things, uh, a wife a Christian. I run a few different businesses. I have a fine jewelry line, um, a consulting agency and a podcast. So that's kind of what I do. I was Forbes 30 under 30 in 2020 mm-hmm. for marketing and advertising. So that was a really fun time before I was 30 or while I was 30. I was like, so happy to say that. And now that I'm like no longer 30, I'm like, am I aging <laughs> myself right now? <laughs> So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We actually met inside of a mastermind. We're about to be in another mastermind together. And I love just like the full circle moment of it. I remember when I met you inside of Fast Foundations, I knew just like what a powerhouse you were then. And I just loved following your journey and just watching you be on like some of the biggest stages over the last couple of years and just just, it's just literally such an honor to have you here today. So I would love to really jam out. I know that your podcast is called Butterfly Season. I know this is something that you talk about a lot, but like, what is Butterfly Season? So, I mean, it really is like what you would imagine it to be, right? Like we have seasons in life where we're like thriving. Everything's great. Our skin is clear. Like our hair is long, like whatever it is. Right. But like, um, internally, like you're feeling great about yourself and doing all the things eating well, like just like things are moving and grooving all of the like small deposits of that you've been putting in your life start to like bloom and come into fruition. And so to me, that's what butterfly season is. And as opposed to cocoon season, which we all have, and we will all continue to have, but like it's a season of like a lot of resistance and pain and like figuring out like what's next. Or I'm in this transition and I feel like I'm on the cusp of something, right? Like in cocoon season, which leads you to your butterfly season, there's like an undoing that is required. Interestingly enough, I thought like butterflies or caterpillars rather when they would go in a cocoon, like, I don't know, like I just pictured like 
hibernation like for a bear like it's just sleep time right and then eventually like wings grow on your back but really (laughs) like in the cocoon I call it butterfly soup and so like it's just like mush and all of the things like you their caterpillar is literally undone and then recreated into a butterfly and so there's a part of a process for you to like live fully in your own butterfly season like there's things that cannot come with you to that next level of life and so in a nutshell, that's butterfly season. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful. And I think as entrepreneurs, I mean, the majority of my audience are entrepreneurs. And I think even as they're moving into like their next season, you know, our friend Lori Harder always says like new level, new devil. It's like, there probably are different seasons that you have to leave, you know, different seasons of butterflies and move into other things. And I think that you even said it beautifully too. It's like, it's not always going to be beautiful. You have to leave some of those things behind. So I would even love for you to even share too, as like, you know, as you're growing as an entrepreneur, even as an individual, it's like, how many times do you go back to that season and like rebirth yourself? Often, honestly. And I think that like both can exist. Like I think on the surface for me right now, um, i people might think like I'm living a butterfly season, right? Like you mentioned, yeah. I was on stages and I was doing all of these things. Like it just seems like things are popping off and, and they are, and that's so great. But also internally, I'm feeling like I'm kind of in a cocoon season, right? Like I'm revisiting why I do things and what I do them for. And then what I'm really working through right now, and it's helpful for me to explain it in personality types or personality testing, because we all know that, but like I've learned that on the Enneagram standpoint, are you familiar with Enneagrams? Yeah. So I'm an Enneagram three. Same. So yeah, yeah, accolade driven and all of the things like a dangly carrot type of person, right? Like if somebody gives you an award, like even if, at least for me, even if I'm not energetically aligned with it, I will go for it and get it just for the mere fact of having an award, right? Yeah. And so- Whereas on the flip side from a human design aspect, are you familiar with human design? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I'm a projector. Okay. I'm a manifesting generator. So yeah, totally different there. Right. But I feel like manifesting generators, I think if I'm not mistaken, goes well with Enneagram. I feel like they're pretty similar and right. Mm -hmm. And so projectors and Enneagram threes, I guess are not, I feel like they're not. And so what I've been working through is I feel like Yes, I have Enneagram three traits, but the projector feels like, like me, me, like my therapist calls it like self with a capital S, like my truest, like mm-hmm. that feels like most me. And so what I realized is like all of my three traits were like, not literally trauma, but like trauma, like mm-hmm. that's how like my mom showed me love was like awards, good grades, like, you know, she wanted me to just like be good. And so that's what I would do to like get those things. And so it's weird now that I'm able to see, this is like my mini cocoon. Like, yeah, I need to figure out how both of those coexist. Or if I'm like, I need to undo some of these learned behaviors that I don't, that have served me to a point, right? Like I Mm -hmm. have success. I am successful, all the things, but internally, it's just not feeling quite like aligned all the way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in short, that's me revisiting a season while also being in another season of like butterfly, right? So yeah, it's just ongoing. I love it. I love it. How's the podcast going? What are you learning about it? The podcast is going great. So this isn't my first podcast. I've had one before. Um, it's kind of just revamped, but yeah, nothing feels new other than who I want to work with or who I want to bring on, right? Before it was very much like, experts in the space, but I 
kind of like led the show. Whereas this one is like also hybrid, but there's so much more personal around it that it's like, people don't really talk about that stuff. And so that's kind of hard too, because you want to be able to tell a lesson or talk about something. And I feel like it's usually better when you're using your hindsight eyes, as opposed to like being in the thick of it and all of the emotions that come with it, right? Maybe that's not the best message to send in that moment. So if there's anything that I'm learning, it's probably the balance of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. One of the things I know that you love to talk about it's really like how to differentiate yourself from your competitors. And I know obviously I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this, a lot of people who are really striving for that first multiple six figure on their way to that seven figure mark is really who my audience is. And they're really trying to find themselves and they're really trying to find their own voice and not be like a cookie cutter of everybody else. And I think it's so easy to do in this space. So what is like your tips on that? Um, so I love this because I think that it's like, so un- it, what I'm about to say is going to seem so easy, but you'll see the people who do it versus the people that don't and how it is actually game changer. So my background, like I mentioned, Forbes 30 under 30 for advertising and marketing. And I ran an agency that was a full service agency, branding, marketing, and PR, because the philosophy is that like, you need to have your branding together and your marketing together before you even get to PR, because when you get all these eyes and you have nowhere to funnel them to, or nowhere to like look at data, it literally makes no sense. Right. Mm So I have a very comprehensive view of like all of that. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is perception is so huge. And we feel like there's two schools of thought. I feel like people who feel like they don't have control of perception versus people who understand that you do actually have control over, over perception. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that can lead to like, well, that's a vanity thing and all of the things. But there is something to be said is when you have like actual footage of collateral or of anything that you've done, or you create that and put it out there, you are like your biggest hype person that is what's going to set you apart because then people see your opportunities. So for example, I don't know if you follow any of the stages that I've been on or if you follow me, Yeah. but if you follow just me, you're like, wow, you've been on so many stages. But like in all actuality for those stages, I hire a videographer to come with me and record just me and give me my collateral same day so that I can like capitalize on the snowball of hype because people will see you, they'll tag you, they'll post you. But the person that's running the event, they're not getting collateral that same day. Yes. And then we're waiting to, I think I I spoke at an event like three months ago and I'm barely getting collateral this mm-hmm. month. Right. Yeah. And so I'm already lost it. People are already focused on their new year's resolutions. And here I go posting a stage I was on three months ago. Like, right. so the first thing I would say for setting yourself apart is you have opportunities that people give you. It's up to you on how you can capitalize on that opportunity in terms of showing people what you've actually done. So one example that another example that kind of birthed butterfly season, I had this talk, I was asked to speak on a zoom call, like literally just a zoom call to like 50 people. And it was my first time doing this talk. And at the end, I was like, damn, this was so good. And so (laughs) I, I wrote um, the host and I'm like, Hey, can I have the footage and the audio? She's like, sure. And so I sent it to a video editor, compiled a bunch of other just random videos together, had Mm -hmm. her do like a butterfly in there with like a cocoon. And that video went viral. Mm -hmm. And it's only because I repurposed it, put it online. And it's like, it became a trending audio. And Mm -hmm. that's because I capitalized on an opportunity. And that's what people are not doing. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is just reposting somebody who posted you on the Zoom call. Like, that's not enough. Because Mm -hmm. 
your audience isn't able to see like the actual impact that you have. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if you're speaking or if you're an early entrepreneur, if someone has you doing a teach for their community or even a podcast, whatever it is, if I would go out of my way to create my own collateral to promote that thing. Mm-hmm. So you can get it ASAP. It can, you can capitalize on anyone that's like commenting or tagging or DMing you from it. That is what sets people apart. Mm-hmm. It's just like the smallest things, but you've seen that I've been on stages mm-hmm. and I've created this whole perception, even though obviously I have been on stages, but I've created this perception. Really people ask me to come talk about butterfly season and it all started from this zoom call that I just pulled audio from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's, it's genius. And like exactly what you just said, like, I'll see footage of you from like, like, I'll give you a ex- good example. Like you were on my mentor, Raquel Cornette stage, right? Mm-hmm. She's been my mentor for the last year and a half. Like, I know that like you posted footage like that day, I think. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I, and now, now that you're telling me how you did it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense because I know mm-hmm. like the other people haven't even posted that footage yet. Exactly. But, but that's exactly why. I mean, right. you posted footage probably before Raquel even posted it. Yeah. So it's like, that's how it makes sense. Yes. And the same thing for Empower Her was the most recent stage. Yeah, like Keisha's event. Yeah. Yes. Like 500 people. I had my own video team there because yes, people at events have their own video team, but you have to think the objective of that videographer that's hired by whoever's putting on the event is to promote that person's Mm -hmm. service offering next event. So like, you're not the main character in the footage, right? Like you're, you're the side character, I guess. And so you need to have, if even that, so you need to have somebody to come in and videotape you so that you're the main character of that. And I always, always, always push for same day turnaround short enough for a reel, like Mm -hmm. same day. That's the biggest part. And then obviously for real content. So it's game changer for Keisha's event. I posted a video before the video team got her anything. Mm -hmm. And she was like, actually, can you repost that and co and co-post it with me in my community. And you know what that does for my engagement and my following yeah. and all the things I'm like, yeah, sure. A hundred percent. I'll do that. But like, that's the power of that because now my reach, which was just on stage is now even more like readily available for her community. And here's the PR side of it. What I do even for like pitch decks or like my speaking reel everyone comments underneath your thing. Oh my God, such a good speech. Wow. I'm doing this at home. I'm taking away this. I cannot believe like you blew my mind when you said X, Y, and Z. I screen grab every single one of those comments. And then on my speaker deck, I literally put that. Those are all my reviews, all my testimonials. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of them, just throw them all in there. And that's perception. So the next time someone's looking for you to speak and you send them over a deck or a reel or whatever, you see the testimonials on there and you're like, well, damn, it's hundreds of people. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Saying like that she, they she love- blew their mind. I need her at my event. Yes. And another mm-hmm. thing too, that I'll do. So if I post that, um, I will have like a copy paste message ready for my VA. Cause sometimes DMS get overwhelming. And like, especially if you're just like at an event, maybe you're still doing things for the event or whatever. I'll have my VA go in and DM people who tag me in the story and say, it would mean the world to me if you let me know what your favorite takeaway is on this post. And it's the reel that I repurposed that I got posted from the event of me speaking, right? So I'm just like, I am creating and taking control of the perception as opposed to like taking a backseat and just allowing the people to take control of the perception, which means like I'm not hiring someone to come out and record me. I'm just reposting to my stories and that's it. Mm -hmm. You guys, this is like, 
gold right here. Like, like this, like right here on this episode, if you just put this <laughs> one piece of nugget, this is like a hundred thousand dollar piece it's, of information. Yeah, it's a game you. changer. Another thing that we did too, and people like, I, people have, it's so funny because people have no idea like that I'm creating this perception with the opportunity. So when I got Forbes, literally all your name is just like, not even a centimeter big on a long list of other names. Like mm-hmm. you're not on the front cover. You're not on anything. They don't give you marketing collateral to promote. Like, yeah, it's very minimal. Now the title or the accolade goes a very long way, but like what Forbes gives you is not much. Yeah. And what I did is I had one of my um, team members create artwork that had like the same cover of the magazine vibe, my name, what I got it for. And that got so many shares. People were just promoting it. I remember I shared it. Yeah. Because obviously people are happy for you, but what does Mm -hmm. that do for me and my reach? How else would you have been able to share that I got Forbes? You what? Take a screenshot and say, hey, so proud that Aisha got Forbes. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I created an opportunity for people to blast my stuff out. And also that is a perception thing. Anytime someone goes and sees my stuff, you're like, oh my God, like look at this Forbes thing. I would have had nothing else otherwise. Maybe mm-hmm. to show you my name and a long list. Like, you know, when, when you see movies of people trying out for like sports and you're like <laughs> looking on the list, like, am I there? Am I there? Like literally that's exactly what it is. Like that's not sexy to post online. Right. Yeah. But you like, like you almost like glamorize it. You like put yes. it on steroids basically. Yep. yep. Even for PR placements, like for anyone who is like trying to separate themselves from their competitor, um, help a reporter out is so good. And I don't know if you've talked to your community about this before, but it's basically mm-hmm. like, you sign up for this newsletter and reporters send out like, Hey, I need someone to talk about sports. Like Mm -hmm. I need someone to talk about women in sports. I saw one that came through about women in sports when Serena Williams was retiring. I sent it to a friend to give a commentary because she had some interesting thoughts on women and whatever in business, especially having babies and how people like treat them differently or whatever. And so she sent the like her little paragraph one-liner in and then that ends up getting featured in the magazine if you're a little one-liner right Mm -hmm. and so what I would do is I would pretend pretend sounds wrong I would create artwork that looks that makes my one statement look so much more bigger Mm -hmm. on this publication right and I'm like oh I'm featured in times but it's really just supporting information to the overall story about Serena Williams. And then people aren't going to say, oh my God, let me go read that Times article. Hardly ever does anyone ever read anything that is like a (laughs) PR placement about other people's stuff. But now you know, otherwise you wouldn't have known. Yeah, that's huge. That's so huge. And so literally I make the artwork, like I create it so that it looks like it was a screen grab from the article online, like Mm -hmm. so that it's like shareable. Um highlight my quote, put a photo of either me or the article or whatever that makes sense with the title of the article. So it literally looks like shareable and people are like, wow, like you were featured there. A hundred percent I was, but if I didn't create it in this way, you would have never seen it. You have never seen it. And it probably, like you said, it, it's so minuscule, but you basically yeah. just like blew it up so much bigger. Yeah. You magnify it. Cause it is a really big deal for you or for anyone to be, have any of the success that you have or any of the opportunities, but it's up to you to create the perception in someone else's mind. What that ends up doing too, is like, okay, you show these like features that you've been in, you show that you've been on stages in people's mind, like your price is going up. Yeah. Because you're like, Oh my God, she was on stage. Oh my God. She was Forbes. Oh my God. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then the price 
yesterday's price is not today's price. Like yeah. the price in people's mind goes up, which is nice for you because the value of what you provide in your business and your offerings also goes up. Oh, it's totally true. I yeah. mean, like that's sales 101 right there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like every time you're on probably on another stage or another article, and I think it's like Aisha's more top dollar, even yeah. if it is just a one liner or it is just even like not a shitty stage, but just a stage. It's like they don't need to know. It's just another stage that you got. Right. Right. And no one would know, like you would, especially with how the videographers do it. Like I had two different stages. One was pitch club and the other one was um, empower her and empower her had 500 people pitch club. I think, I don't know, maybe like 70 people Mm -hmm. in my video. You would even be able to tell. No, no, not at all. I mean, empower you. I mean, again, love Keisha looked like a crazy huge event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's just, that's like the power of doing that. And here's the thing. We see this done all of the time, but for like bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like Firefest. I'm sure, I don't know if you remember Fire Festival, like way back when, when they yeah. just created all this celebrity buzz and perception of, and painted this huge picture. And then it turned out to like not be real. Like that's when we see like shit hitting the fan and it's not anything. But then when you look at like, Another one that's so amazing to me was Bird Box. Is it Bird Box? Yeah, Bird Box. Yeah. So their all of their marketing was like memes and and like nothing like PR based. Like it was all just paying meme accounts to make like collateral around it and create a FOMO or create a desirability. Like that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're creating a desirability um, in the more traditional like memes and of, of social media rather. And so, yeah, like we see this all the time. And it's just about us like getting a little bit more strategic with the opportunities and then like watch like all of your stuff pop off. I love it. It's so good. One of the questions that I actually would love to ask you is kind of like a selfish question, but like I would love to ask you is like, what have you learned about yourself sharing the stages with some of like the biggest names out there? Um, That we're all just so human, you know, mm-hmm. and what I've also learned too is like, we all kind of get like just as nervous and you start to see like strategically how some people, the people that I shared stages with, I know speak literally from like the inside of them, right? Like they speak with like what their capital S self like is telling them yeah, without like feeling bad or scared or negative. And of course there's like outlines and, re- and rehearsal or practice that you can do. But I felt like when I started truly speaking, like from my self, which is butterfly season had so much more impact than when I was just speaking about marketing, branding mm-hmm. and PR. Yeah. Or had like a PowerPoint and we're just kind of like going through it. Yeah. And now I don't even like, I've, that's another thing too. Like you don't need PowerPoints, like maybe just three slides to tell, like to bring the point home or if someone needs to write something down, but like some of the best best, best like PowerPoints that I've seen have been so minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the story and is not like in the PowerPoint, you know what I mean? Like the story and the feeling and the emotion is like with, with you and how you're bringing that out in people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then when you just meet people where they're at and online and speak your truth and like have those vulnerable moments to share, like, yeah, like, yes, I have this. Yes, I have that. Like whatever it is that you see that I have or anyone that you've seen on stage has that makes you feel like their mm-hmm. their prices are up, right? Um 
then when they talk to you about like the shit that they go through and it's the same stuff as you, like to me, that's where the impact is. And people want to be around you. They like you, they know you, they trust you. They want to figure out how to work with you. Like you're just so contagious. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've kind of learned. It's like, you feel super naked on stage. And when you share the stage with someone who you super admire, you're like, we both feel naked on stage. So it's fine. (laughs) Right. And I I think too, like, even like being around like these people who, again, like, like, you know, you're in the same circle as I've now gotten to meet some of these people. It's like, they're really just like, they're just like us. Yeah. Like they're they're really like us. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had my call with, with Chris yesterday and we know him and I turned the camera off for a few minutes. We were talking about like the same shit that triggers us online. Yeah. um, That like triggers us. And I was like, oh my God, like we're like the same at the core. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's so refreshing that like these people who you do like emulate and you like look up to, they're like, we really are like the same at the core. Yeah, we all are. And, and for some people, it's just a matter of showing people, I guess maybe it's like your worth or your value. Like people only begin to ask me to go on stages more when they saw me on stages, but they saw me on stages because I gave them the opportunity to see me on stages. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. So what do you have going on right now? Tell my audience, I know you have a jewelry line. Obviously you have the podcast, like obviously you speak on stages. So like tell my audience all the things. Yeah. So there's a lot really in the works (laughs) and I just, I'm like, it's what December 29th. So I've been thinking about like how I'm going to structure out like my life next year without being like Enneagram three burnt out and working 18 hour days. But so I have my jewelry line. It's called white and um, beautiful guys, by the way. Yeah. I love, I'm just like, it's like my passion. That's my baby. And like, yeah. So white is my fine jewelry line and love that. So I'll be doing like four pop-ups. I'm doing some financial modeling, but right now, so I'm not entirely sure, but I believe I'll be doing four pop-ups throughout the year. And then, and they're like piercing pop-ups, permanent bracelet pop-ups, like cool vibey stuff. And then, um, I'll probably be doing four strategic partnerships throughout the year. And I have to figure out for the last month of the quarter of each quarter, what I want to do for that, but that's fun and easy and like just a good time. Um, I'm also a consultant. So I used to run an agency full service, like I mentioned, and we was like done for you agency, but I just, as a projector, if anyone knows, like that's not really my zone of genius and that my zone of genius is just like telling people what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm now... <laughs> Um, I've transitioned for a little bit over a year now into consulting, which has been so much fun. Like I just love it so much, um, less stress, but a lot of impact. So I do consulting for marketing typically with direct to consumer based businesses. And what I love the most is like bringing them to market. So that's been a lot of fun for me. And that's kind of been where I've been hanging out. And then podcast, butterfly season, we talk about all of the things, butterfly season, people's butterfly season stories, but then also like experts in different modalities and different things to kind of shake up your energy and get you like realizing what needs to not come with me to be my next best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I am also working with a group of amazing people on starting this nonprofit. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's Aspen, A-S-P-N. And it's an association supporting parents nationwide. And really like our aim is to fill the gap of where businesses fall short of supporting families who are creating families. Mm-hmm. So that's infertility, IVF, um, miscarrying, adoption, right? Like businesses don't have leave in place for mm-hmm. non-traditional ways of 
of creating a family. And so we would support businesses um, in getting that implemented, whether it's culturally or also having like a leave um, disability and offerings and payments for the people and all the things. So yeah, that's another thing that I'm working on. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys, we will put all of her information in the show notes. We'll also tag her podcast. Make sure you guys are listening to it. I know I have caught several episodes of it and it's absolutely incredible. You guys get to know her, go over her DMs, say hello, follow her, get into her, find jewelry line. It's absolutely beautiful. Aisha, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to be closer to you in 2023 and get all of your vibes as well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.